0: Best What did Tarzan say when he found his screwdriver? There's it. So, guys, welcome to another episode of the Wine and Shuffle podcast with me, Stephen Riley. Now, normally you've got the boys on doing normal pause, but they've let me go a bit rogue and do something myself, something a little bit different. So, as uh, Danny said in um, Dirty Dancing, nobody puts baby in the corner. So I've come up with a little, a little idea of doing some uh, best 11s with past and present ICT players. Um, so when you're building a best 11, where do you start? You start with the goalkeeper and obviously ICT over the years, we've been blessed with some good goalkeepers. A couple of ropey ones, but all the way back to Jimmy Calder and up, up to now with Ryan Essen, But in my opinion, not just because he's on the pod, I think got probably one of the best keepers we have had between the sticks. Uh, Mark Richards, how you doing, mate?
1: Um, yeah, very good, thanks, yeah.
0: Good, man. Uh, I suppose it's like asking a taxi driver when you get in a taxi at night time. Uh, when you ask him, are you busy? What time do you finish at? <laughs> um, how's, how's lockdown been? We'll get that question out there,
1: Um, Obviously, t- like, it's a bit strange with the long, the period of time that you've had off from and not being able to train, etc. and stuff. But, you know, I've managed to, to sort of keep... Training and stuff because we were unsure of what's what going on, you know, on the other side of the, the office, as, as they say. But no, no, I've been, <laughs> plenty of, found plenty of stuff and cleared a lot of stuff out, finding some old memorabilia and um, started now work on my garden and stuff. So I've been keeping active, it's especially. So, but no, like a, everyone really, it's, it's frustrating that the, the, the football, but hopefully, fingers crossed, this you know, we'll be able to get back to it very soon and hopefully get fans back through the door.
0: Yeah, I think I think we'll get a clear plan of what next season's going to be looking like when we're starting back. Um, today, obviously, been Monday of the day of recording. We got some good news this morning with Robbo signing a new contract. How how do you feel about Robbo staying? I know he's linked with Hearts and other jobs. And how's that for the, you and the rest of the players? Is that heartwarming.
1: Honestly, for the for the football club, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good deal for him. You know, it's, he's came in and like I came in at the same time as him. You know, we started, obviously, like I've known Rob before, for many years as well. It's time at Hearts when he was a coach there and sort of East Fife when he was manager, he took me. So I got on really well with him. And I think for the football club as well, to see what he's done on and off the field, you know, it's, it's, it's an award in, in the terms of the success that we've had building in the last three seasons, especially we've improved every year. He's had a very difficult job, which is well sort of stated with his budget, etc. But he's managed to bring in players. And, you know, move players on to play in the Premier League again. You know, you've just seen that recently, like this season, especially when we've lost Call and Jamie, and then Rooney's obviously off as well. And Big Jordan's got himself yeah, to Motherwell as well. So the manager has to take a lot of credit for what he's done on, on the field. But I think off the field as well, he knows what the club's all about. And I think that's the big thing. He tries to get players, you know, involved quickly and to realise what it's like to play for Cali and living in the, the area. Like for myself, it's it's a lot easier being from here. So... Mm-hmm. But no, I think, you know, it's great news all around and especially now looking for when the season does finally start to, to hopefully, you know, there's no speculation around him leaving because he was obviously linked to a couple of jobs and stuff. But that's his credit to himself for for the job that he's done.
0: Oh, exactly. I think it's fine. I think we are, we're delighted that he's obviously signed a new contract and obviously taken us out the next season. So happy days. But the reason we've got you on today is to go through your best eleven. living. So just for the guys listening... Best living uh, is players that Mark's played with. Obviously, he's been at clubs such as Hearts, Party Thistle, Orlando City, Inverness, and then those guys over the bridge who we won't mention in this podcast. Uh, Mark can include himself if he chooses to. He can include subs if he chooses to. I know you maybe won't include a few so it not piss a few people off. So, let's go to go, go, go the goalkeeping position, the one you know best, Mark. Who's who's your goalkeeper?
1: Um, well, what, I, went, I went for um. Craig Gordon. Because um, when I first obviously went to Hearts, um, he was one of the main reasons why I chose to sign here, because he was still there at the time. And then um, it was either him or Jamie McDonald. which obviously I find quite sad. like It's quite a shame, but obviously Tally fans know Jamie quite well as well. But
0: He's one of our own marks. He's done us a few favours. No, but no.
1: In terms of just quality, like when, as I said, at the time when I went to Hearts, Craig was there and he was incredible. And, you know, a few months of training with him, you could just see him like how good he was and then literally that season as well he was sold for 9 million to become the most expensive British goalkeeper and then you see what he's done now since he's back playing as well like for me I still think he's one of the one of the best keepers that Scotland have ever produced I think he's still, he's still got a lot to offer I mean what, what's was he now 37? I think 38? Uh, yeah, he, he, yeah he's for his like you know he's looked after himself really really well and obviously with the injury that he had he was he was you know, trying to get back to that as like playing and fair play to him because you stuck at it for over a year and then you got back playing at top level again. And rightly so, as I said, I still, to this day, is like one of the best viewers that Scotland have ever produced. I
0: was going to when, when you were at Hearts. he would have been, what, a couple of years older, than any you? So yeah. I've got a fair few um, older. Was he established when you were at Harps or was he,
1: was he still on the fringes? When you no, he, he, was, like, he was playing in I think he'd had a couple of Scotland caps as well. And like I said, it was um, when I arrived, I trained with him on a trial week. And then I, when I arrived when I was 16, so, and he was there with, um, like, Jim Stewart was a goalkeeping coach as well. Oh, yeah, he was in Scotland. The national goalkeeping coach. So, But Craig made me feel really welcome. And obviously I was a bit starstruck as well because, like I said, he's, he'd been playing in the, in, the, in the SPL and he'd been linked to all these moves. And But no, a really, really down-to-earth guy. And, you know, he actually gave me a pair of gloves when I finished my trial, like, brand new out of the box, you oh. know. And then, um, so like from that, as I said, I went back when I did sign and he was still there for the, for the first couple of months of the season before Sunderland um, paid nine million for him. So, so yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, as I said, in terms of ability-wise, I don't need to really talk too much because everyone's seen how good he is.
0: Well, good first choice. I thought Cameron Mackay might have slipped in there. You're a good pal, but
1: you uh, might he need a bench. <laughs> he, 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 he really loved to, have to sneak them. But as I said, hopefully, as I said, one day I'll be him, you know, like being able to, to talk like that as well because, you know, he's done really well. Calum, oh,
0: so. Okay. so, look, what formation are we going with then? Are we going um, kind 4 of,
1: 4 I kind of went for like a four three three. 3 3 in the modern day, seems to be the, like the formation. Okay. So, uh, um, uh, right back, I went with uh, Jason Naismith. Oh, good who, player. At, at my time at St Mirren, I, I played with and, you know, he was, I still say he was the oldest looking 21-year-old I'd ever met. So, but no, <laughs> in terms of ability-wise, he was... He was a bit like, a bit like Sean Rooney. He'd get up and down really, really well. But I think defensively, he was really good as well. He was strong, and you know, it was like after the St Mirren season, he ended up moving to Arles County actually. But sure. yeah, so no, Jason Nesmith was was one of the the better right backs that I have played with. And you know, as I said, he's actually gone on to do to do quite well since St Vernon as well. So
0: no, I always played play for them, the team we don't mention. But yeah, I have always, always rate them. I always he was a good full back and yeah, good solid addition.
1: Um, Who's the left back? My left back, I've I went for um, our own Carlo Tomarco. It was it was a, a toss up between him and one of the the players that I played for in Orlando. So but he, I put him on my bench for. But um, yeah, Carlo, I think for the for the, the time I've been at Cali as well, he's been the left back, been solid, steady every pretty much every single game as well. He gives you a hundred percent, and I think that's the thing as well off the field that you guys don't see. His training effort and like you know the, the commitment he does as well and what he puts into it as well and you know rightly so he, the seasons that he had especially the second season I was here just remembering being like sort of so consistent and that's what you you want in a defender and like everybody who obviously watches Carly knows the ability and how well he's done so. I think these yeah, fans, think, yeah. I think
0: I think I mean bang on. I was hoping you see it from Marco. I mean I think you'll remember anyway even from the outside when Graham Sherry left to go to Aberdeen. Yeah. That was a big blow, He was amazing for Inverness and great player. But see, when Carlo came in, he didn't miss Graham Shinny. Carlo slipped in there right away. And yeah, it's a bit weird not seeing him as an Inverness player anymore. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Without into too much detail, he'll be a big miss in the dressing room.
1: Ah, yeah, I think in and around the dressing room, especially. You know, he was the captain and stuff. And he's done really, as I said, when he was playing and stuff. But, you know, obviously the, the the club have other ideas, et cetera, you know, mm-hmm. from, for for where to take the club forward. But like you said, over the, the previous years, he's been at the club, even before I was here, you know, you can't fault the effort. And rightly the so, he'll go down as a legend mm-hmm. in, in terms of like winning the cup, etc. for Cali. But like, as I said, in terms of work, rating, the guy's different class. And rightly, as I said, you'll have no issues, you know, going in. Especially, I think the good thing as well, the coaching side of it. you can see he's going to be a really, really good coach because he's one yeah. of those, like, not those people that sort of, which is funny because the next person I'm about to say is is similar, but puts his thoughts across in a harsher way than Carlo would. You know, Carlo's really just honest and tells you that. But So, like, taking to the centre, like, the next choice would be um, my centre half. I'm going for Andy Webster, who, when when, when I was at Hearts, it was, <laughs> you know, an unbelievable career, you know, playing at the Rangers, playing in the Premier League, playing for Scotland. But he was one of those guys that initially as a young player, you fear, you know, you like, he, he had this, you, you thought he was moaning, you know, you just used to think, he just moaned constantly, but the more you got to train and play, and especially in the games I played at Hearts when he was playing, it was um, you realised that he'd moan for a good reason. It's not just moaning for the sake, he, he wanted people to get better around him and he had very, very high standards. And then Webby was one of those people that, you know, like, if he did shout at you, had, you knew that he was trying to help you. But like I said, if you're a young boy, like Brad McCarty, Brad got it really, really hard from him at heart. Brad hated him. <laughs> he just, but he just demanded, like, as he said, like, even if he were a young boy, but if he to go and train with the first team, he'd expect you to be at a level. And if you couldn't yeah. hack that, you know, it's, it's, it, he kind of let you knew. He had his stare as well. But now Webby, like, as in terms of a football player, you know, as I said, his career speaks volumes. And, you know, there's no, that's one of the reasons why oh, it's quite easy picking a centre-half there.
0: And who partners Webster Western Defence?
1: Um, well, someone from the Edinburgh Divide as well, uh, Paul Hanlon, who uh, I played with the Scotland Under 21 team. Paul's uh, a bit like Carl in that way, that, you know, he was just a solid seven out of- Um, seven, eight out of 10, every single game he played, especially like, obviously with with Hibs, I never, I haven't had the opportunity at club level, but he's been in the Hibs team for years, you know? He's he's never really talked about as a a great player. He's never really talked about as a bad player, because he's that consistent of just continuously to play throughout his whole career. And with the Scotland under 21s, he was our captain as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like you could just see the quality he had. And his left foot as well, very good left foot, good passer to the ball. And at the time as well, at the 21s, he'd played quite a lot of games at Hibs and he was really vocal and he organised well. And like he was like an experienced head, you know, on, and, 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 and a young person. But Paul's, and you can see it now, was, was a quality centre half. And, you know, it's nice to play behind him. Did Paul not take a penalty
0: against you in the cup this year, didn't he? Yeah, that, which is ah, was one of the a...
1: reasons I, I knew what he might do. <laughs> Yeah, because we used to do obviously in uh, Scotland uh, training and that. When we used to do penalties and stuff, like you would have no issues of taking it. And then, as I said, the side where I dived it, he kind of used to always go there. So I think mm-hmm. he maybe had a half time because he kind of went sort of in the middle. So yeah, when I saved that after the game, obviously the result was was terrible and mm-hmm. our, our point that It was one of those results. I did not think we deserved that. You know, on the night, no. but okay. So, but no, no, Paul was so. Like I said, the back fours. Sort of, well. So,
0: that's so, also, so for, back for us, Nesbis, Tremarko, Webster, Hamlin. Are we going straight one centre mid, right mid, left mid? Are we going three across the middle there? Yeah, kind of going
1: like, um, at the time, obviously, the next player was, he played kind of holy mid at the time when I was um, yeah. at St. Mirren. So, I went for John McGinn, who, like, player. energy-wise, is incredible. Even at St. Mirren, and, and to be fair, it's talked about now in the Premier League, but you can see it, but the way he's plays now is the way he played at St. Mirren. I you know 110% just... Chased everything down. But quality on the ball as well. He was really, really good. And, but his work rate and, and games especially was, was incredible. And, you know, you could see obviously at the time that that he that would go further. You know, in terms of how quick he went, you know, it was incredible. So, But then, like a lot of this stuff at Samirin, which didn't help because you get relegated right enough, but still, but Tommy Craig tried to play a lot around him and Kenny McLean in the middle. Another good who, player, yeah. Yeah, who Kenny, who I was going to possibly pick as my next pick as well, but I've decided to, to, to sort of, because obviously at the time, um, i went for my next choice would be Ian Vigors.
0: Mm-hmm. Vigors on the right or the left?
1: Well, I put him on the, the left.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Because obviously Vigors' quality on the ball, always, like in terms of Wakali, with, with mm-hmm. the, the divide he's had with Wacali County, but as a <laughs> football player, his football brain's incredible. Like he's always thinking ahead. Always looking for the next pass and stuff, and I think Vigers' problem sometimes because he was moaning, moaning this guy. I think I came across it, Charlie. To be fair, but, fair yeah, he's just constantly thinking about the next thing. And some of his downfall was that, you know, no disrespect to the players and all that around him that he played with, they weren't on that level with him. Yeah, yeah. So, I but
0: Vigers oh, um, is a love hate was his fans. I mean. I can't drive, he's a good football player. Um, yeah. for them is that we don't mention, but yeah, no, great, great pack in there, good midfield. So who, who joins those three?
1: Uh, and the final one I'm going to play off. it's going to play just off the top. I could not have a dream team without having this guy in it. I went for Kaka. You know, like obviously at the time I thought of, you
0: might go with Kaka.
1: Yeah, that I, just because yes, I never had an f- actual game with him, but being able to train with him, you know, <laughs> for the period of time I did when I was in America, and to just. Yes, he was nowhere near the height he was when he was at AC Milan the first time in Real Madrid and stuff. But you know the guy, he's a ballon d'or winner, so you've got to have him in your dream eleven if you can. You know, not many how, people from Orlando City. La- how, how was
0: Orlando Mark? I mean, I think when you were over there, I think you're if I'm wrong. I think you went and played with development squad first, didn't you?
1: Yeah. So Orlando. Like, B. Yeah. So what? Like what it is? So basically, Orlando City as an organization have also the MLS team, and then they set up a USL team, which is basically like you said, like the reserve team. So when we first went there, they, 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 were, they were trying to progress the club because Orlando were just two years in MLS, which obviously at the time. And then Kaka was obviously the main man over there. And he was like, because the owner was Brazilian. But, so yeah, I went there, but like everyone, so the MLS team trained together and then our USL team, team trained together. But what would happen was they obviously didn't mix it. Mm-hmm. So at like times then, like during my spell at Orlando, they they ended up signing uh, Antonio Nocciorino who oh Milan Milan yeah so these big names that like, came in the door and then one after that actually I remember kind of, just I remember Julio Baptista he then signs for Orlando like for me like it was as like everyone else but I just think I grew up like Giancarlo like, I used to love him you know I used mm-hmm. to have an issue Milan top and everything I bought it because, like and it was it was just surreal to be able to be around him and like an absolute superstar in terms of like what was done. Like every single day there was press like there for him, you know, the, like the protein shakes that the players took had his face on it because it was like, it was his brand or like somebody he had been sponsored with his brand. And, he was know, a marquee signing,
0: wasn't he? When they first went into the MLS, he was their first big
1: designated yeah. player, wasn't it? Okay. DP? The guys were ridiculous. You're on about 9.2 million a year or something. It was incredible, but it was weird because at training, like you, like, he was good, like he was. There's no denying it, he was, he was, he was an incredible. But
0: was he, did it Did they interact with you guys, or was he like super yeah, solid?
1: No, no, yeah, he would like we'd all have breakfast and, and like lunch after together and stuff. We all oh, changed in yeah. the same facility kind of thing. Like the MLS oh. team had like their own dress room, and the USL team had because you're talking, they're probably around about 35 to 40 players. Mm-hmm. And then, but like, no, he was happily. And I remember one day I was actually, I ended up on the same table with him, and then it was like. We were just talking obviously and he was like, You're from Scotland. I was like, Yeah and we got talking about the game at Celtic Park where I went and watched him and he scored and of course he he told me like he was saying how like he was like uh, Celtic Park's one of the the greatest atmospheres he's ever played in. You know, so but no, just like as I said, being around the guy and that was was incredible. And at times you just had to sit and like you're just looking at him and you think, I can't believe I'm you know, sitting there having breakfast or sitting at the same table with Kaka, you know. and it was, <laughs> it was outrageous. But no, he was a really nice guy, really humble and stuff, and talked to everyone. So,
0: I thought about made Kaka in there. I, I, I was more, my only given was that he'd probably put Kaka in. So, across the front three, who are we going for next?
1: Uh, out on the left, I went for um, Rudy Scatchell. You know, Scatchell is one of those players that, you know, he just, just turned up... When you need them, would turn up, on big occasions as well. And then to be to this day, probably one of the best left foots I've came across in football. Like the boy could strike a ball, incredible. And but now Rudy, as a, as a player as well, like technically very very good. But it was amazing because in training, a training you would want to rip your hair out, or like maybe that's why minds in his long. <laughs> but he would like he'd, he'd be lazy in training games and stuff. He'd be standing like small sided games. He'd just stand offside and it. But then the next thing, when he came on his left foot, you know, nine times out of 10, it was a goal. And like the, the, the thing that Sam Rudy scratched up for me at Hearts especially, is like the first time he was there, I wasn't there. So, and, and his scoring record and stuff was incredible. With he went Bird. and scored
0: at nine or 10 games in the road, didn't he? Something yeah, and then he like...
1: got a move. And then when he came back, I was there when he came back. And then mm-hmm. but like, obviously he was maybe a different player, but in terms of just how he was, it was incredible. But the cup final for me is probably the best example of Rudy his second time at Hearts. Yeah. He, like he played well in the game, didn't? He? But then the two goals he scored aren't the sweetest of strikes ever. Just like, but they just went in, and that was Rudy. On big games, he just turned up and scored goals.
0: Ah, he's a Hearts legend. He's, he's one of those players for me as an outsider. He's like Marafchik with, with Celtic, one of these players that came to Scotland who wasn't really known about, but became yeah. an instant hero. And he's got cult like status down at Hearts now, hasn't ah, he? Yeah,
1: Hearts. Yeah, him and to be for him, the gaffer are just. You know, they could walk the streets of Gore again and not have to right. pay for anything. <laughs> oh, exactly.
0: So, he's on the left. We got, let's go, who's, who's on the right-hand side? On the right, the I
1: went for um, James Forrest. Who okay. Played, yeah, so I played with him at the Scotland Under-21 setup as well. And even now, I still think at the time, like, he, he, he's, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, I think, because okay. in terms of them, especially even nowadays at Celtic, like, to be able to continue playing a Celtic team that have dominated for years mm-hmm. and be playing it every week and, you know, the, the medals that he's won as well. But as a player, you know, he's he's really direct winger. He's got an end product. He can score goals now as well. And it's just one of those guys that, you, you know, having him on your team, you know, he'll, you know that he was going to create a chance. And especially, like, well, he, he only played a few games with us before. He, then he started training with the first team in Scotland and then obviously started playing for Scotland now. Mm-hmm. I just think he's really, really, like, underrated in, in, in Scotland and by the media, etc. Because, like I said, to be able to play at the level he has for a continuous period of time and a, a team that are just so dominant
0: for the last... Well, people forget how long he had been playing for, Mark. I think he's been in every... They're going for 10 in a row next season, I think. He's, been, he's played in every season of that 10 yeah. in a row potential campaign.
1: So in terms of that, so he was from 20 years old, really, or 19 mm-hmm. years at Celtic, and to continue to play is incredible. So, yeah. So, yeah, I went for James he went on the right.
0: And who's, who's, who's he supplying in the middle?
1: and um, down the middle was a was a literally a heads or tails i went for jordan rhodes who was i played with scotland and at the time when he was playing with scotland he was at, at huddersfield and he banged about 40 goals in the championship and ended up getting an unbelievable move right. but it was uh, jordan was one of these guys that his finishings still to this day him and um, chris Boyd the the best finishers i've ever had the opportunity to train with mm-hmm. and it's not just in terms of scoring goals but like Jordan would like eighteen yards. Out. Like a lot of people, put their head down and just lace the ball, but he would just side through everything into the corners, and you just knew the areas the keepers like struggled to get to and stuff. But especially at the time when I played with him in Scotland, the guy was just red hot. He just scored goal after goal after goal.
0: And no, was it. Was it Huddersfield back then? Was that the Huddersfield yeah, days?
1: Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and then he got I think he got twenty, was it twelve million or something move or something? He went to Fulham, I think.
0: It was not Middlesbrough or Norwich? Yeah, it was,
1: yeah, yeah, was, was somewhere like that. Yeah, and then he ended up moving, like he just moved down to the championship for millions every sort of couple right. of seasons because like obviously he scored goals at that level. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, Jordan was one of those guys like just at the time because like I'd love to do it now, but I've never really played with a striker since Scotland or since that who have scored sort of your 20 plus goals a season really. You know, big Jordan this season at Cali, Jordan White Don't in well. the last mm-hmm. two seasons, you know, he's, he, he's got double figures and stuff. But really, mm-hmm. like when you're looking at Sort of other strikers in and around the league, and then especially other leagues as well. You know, these boys that people are getting like sort of 20 goals plus. I think that's what
0: goal. we need at Inverness, Mark. Is I mean, you've got Shankland, who I mean, different level in our league this season, and uh, yeah. but even then, we Nicky Clark at United and the boy of Perry, young boy. I think, yeah, Gordon was great for us the past two seasons, worked a lot. I think, as ICT fans, that's what we probably missed for oh, got a long time since I don't know when, probably the Billy McKay's days. The first time around yeah. was the last time we had a prolific scorer like that.
1: Yeah, I think the one thing within the squad this year and last year and like, it's it's mixed around the goals, but like yeah. you said, ultimately teams that are successful have that one guy. Have, have a have a goal scorer, you know, and exactly. That's probably why for the last sort of two years we've been there or thereabouts, really, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so that's what I went for. Right? Um, who who, I mean, who did you yeah.
0: piss off then? And stick sticking the bench then? Who?
1: Yeah, who so, so I went for startless. on the bench was just as I said. I had to go Jamie McDonald because I had you know seven years with him at Hearts, and you know I was just understudied for many years but even at the time at Hearts, he was brilliant and then, I think he's underrated
0: me Donald and I mean we as fans we give him a lot of shit in the stands every time we yeah. play with we, Alois this year a few times and yeah. I think I think he hated the sight of me I tell him he's one of our own every five minutes but yeah I think he's a great keeper and uh, yeah he's, he's won a few Scottish Cups so yeah. is, is, he's been, is, been three Scottish Cup finals hasn't he? Three Scottish Cup yeah Falkirk and Poonis then
1: Hearts, and then Falkirk yeah that's right so, Who's the bench, um, with Jamie? Um, the bench. The sub I went for the boy who I played with. Mike, um, his name's Mikey Ambrose. So he's obviously no one have heard of him here. He plays for Inter Miami now in MLS. Okay. So he's running about with the David Beckham's team. But yeah, Mikey was a bit like Carlo. You know, his, his work rate and it's just 100%. And to be fair, he was one of like the, the like my sort of people who I got on really, really, really well with when I was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just to, if, if not that I'm pretty sure that you won't get up in the early morning to ever listen to this, but. <laughs> you know, just to make me feel better, if he ever asks.
0: Good luck, Mikey Next season.
1: No, no, I know. And then um, midfielder, I've just went Kenny McLean. Like I said, it was a toss up oh, sure. between him and Banks in the middle. But yeah, uh, Kenny was was very, very good technically. A joke, and you see it in the Premier League now as well. And but yeah, and then I went. The other one was a uh, Gary McKay Stephen, who was also I was humming and hoym. Like when I'm going back to really early days when I was at Ross County before he got his move to yeah. Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Gaz played in youth development and still to this day, at every age group, if, like so far, he, he was one of the best players. He just made it look so easy at that age level and rightly so, he was, went to play in Liverpool and stuff and then he bounced back from his injuries and stuff and, you know, when he got his move to... to it was weird because when I was at Airdrie on loan,
0: it was not the but it wasn't when he was here, triple, wasn't it? Yeah, it's,
1: it's right. not a thing, yeah. yeah, like their manager at the time, like our manager was Jimmy Boyle, and he had mm-hmm. phoned me and he said, that oh, you know Gary McKay Stephen? I was like, Yeah, he's like, oh, What like is he? And I was just like, Ah, oh. it's like, Ah, oh, unbelievable, like, mm-hmm. skillful, most skillful player I've ever played with. He's, he's like, oh, he's brilliant and stuff. And then I was like, I really agree. He's like, oh, We've got a chance to sign him, what do you think? And I was like, Yeah, 100% do that. And within three weeks of him signing, he then got offered a train with Dundee United. So he was playing with us and training with Dundee United and then he signed for Dundee United, went to Celtic and now he's obviously kicking about in the MLS now at New York City. But yeah, Gaz, Gaz was incredible. Like, and as I said, probably should, do, should have done a lot more in his career in terms of Scotland Cups, etc. Because he was, he was, but it's just, you know, football's one of those at the right time and then injuries come along, etc.
0: No, oh, he's a player, I mean, he was on Soccer AM every Saturday, wasn't he? Doing the showboating.
1: but skill yeah.
0: I think we've linked with him a couple of times. I think when he first came back from Liverpool, Everest were link with him. I think. Yeah.
1: Uh, did he not, not play a trial game or something for?
0: That's. I, think, um, I don't know. If that, is that myth? Some of the boys say that he played a game, and you might be yeah. right. I, I wasn't there, but I'm sure he played. He had trained
1: before yeah. he, went, I think it was he went. Terry Butcher was manager or something. I think that's what it was, but I can't remember. Like
0: and we passed him up. We passed up on him, didn't we? So yeah. crazy.
1: Nothing. Is then, that your last sub, or we got one more? My last subs a striker. Finish off with of five subs. I just went Chris Boyd.
0: Oh you were Kilmarnock, weren't you? Yeah,
1: so I've ended up yeah, I ended up on Kilmarnock while I was at Semera Moon for like sort of half the season and like Chris Boyd was well, you know, his track record in the SPL, etc. you know, there's no denying the guy's an unbelievable goal mm-hmm. But just as even then, like like I said, yes, he he wasn't as mobile as he used to be. <laughs> yeah. But you now he knew who the goal was and as I said, ultimately if you want to be successful you need a goal scorer, and Boyd he was definitely that. So and to be fair, actually it surprised me, really surprised me, a really, really nice guy. Yeah, okay. That's the, one, that's the one thing that kind of, like when you, these people, like certain players, you come along with football, you just think, ah, oh, he could be a bit, because of the, the stature or the teams that they played for, etc. but no, boy, he was a really, really nice guy, really down-to-earth guy, willing to help anybody as well, which is, you know, speak for just, itself, stuff. doesn't it? I mean, you don't
0: split yeah. that of goals if you're not a decent striker and, yeah. no, I mean. <laughs> easily be oh, arrogant, well. but. Well, most fakers are Mark, aren't they though? I mean you've got to be arrogant to play that position. Same, same with keepers, I suppose, a little bit. You've got to yeah. have a lot bit about you to play that position. So that's the bench. Two surprises, but one surprise, no Ali Ridgers in there? Yeah,
1: nah, nah. nah. <laughs> to be fair, if I was picking my clock dream team, he'd be there first
0: place. <laughs> yeah, your brother's a good goalkeeper, like never, he never get the chances he deserved, but he yeah. a good goalkeeper, in my opinion. Right, so looking through, so we get Craig Gordon and goals, back four and Jason Naismith, Cal Tramarco, Andy Webster, and Paul Hamlin. Paul Hanlon, sorry. And then across the midfield, John again, Vigors and Kaká. Front three, Skatchel, Rosen Forrest with Jimmy McDonald, Mike Ambrose, Kenny McLean, Gary McKay Stephen, and Chris Boyd on the bench. It's not a bad team. I think, think
1: we do well. Yeah, it's not too bad, yeah. We could get a few results anyway, that's for sure.
0: Well, if, um, if Robo's listening, if he can get Kaká out of retirement, um, yeah. I think I would appreciate that. But, uh, Mark, listen, thanks for coming on. Um, appreciate giving the best of living. Um, good luck for next season um, when we're back. October, I think, we're back. So I'd imagine you boys will be yeah, in probably but, August uh, yeah, time
1: I then. Now, yeah, so I, th- I think now, obviously, it looks like everything sort of settled in a way. So we'll, 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 the club will be in contact with us soon, really, to, to get us a start date again. And as I said, a bit, years like us as well, we're just itching to get going again because I think this season was... You know, ifs and buts, really. But you know, I think we 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 had a chance in the playoffs. I really did think that as well because I think you could see that we were consistently getting the results. Obviously, some really frustrated. So yeah, it's one of those what if seasons. A hundred percent for us this year. But no doubt, the you know the boys that are left, and then the manager will bring in, you know, a few more players, which he does. And fingers crossed, we can we can go one better than we have this year.
0: Right. Right, Mark, thanks for coming on, buddy. Um, Have a good summer and, uh, yeah, best of luck for next season, mate.
1: No worries, man. Cheers. Cheers. Yep, yep.